0: Welcome to the Gone Fishing Podcast, episode number six. In today's episode, we're going to talk to Christiana Gondreau of Beauty Counter to see how small changes can have a big impact on your health and the health of your family. Stay tuned for our Entrepreneurial Spotlight.
1: Welcome to the Gone Fishing Podcast. Join Ron Bouchard as he casts a wide net sharing his philosophy of life, business, and success, and goes fishing for wisdom in interviews with other entrepreneurs, authors, and thought leaders. You'll hear their stories of triumph and tribulation. If you're an aspiring entrepreneur trying to succeed outside the confines of the current of social expectation, bring the bait and join us for Gone Fishing.
0: Welcome to the Gone Fishing Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Bouchard. In America today, you have two paths you can follow as it relates to your career. You can work for someone else and help them build their business, or you can work for yourself and build a business of your own. Now, unless you've been living under a rock, you've learned that in the age of coronavirus, the things that we thought were secure aren't secure at all. That is why an increasing number of people are turning their attention to opening their own business. But being an entrepreneur isn't easy. In fact, 9 out of 10 businesses fail. That is not because the ideas that people have are wrong. It's because as a society, we are not taught how to run a business. Nor do we have a foundation strong enough to take advantage of the opportunities that blow all around us. Now today, I'm joined by a mother of 5. She has a daughter who is recently married and who has a newborn of her own a son in college, and three other children at home whom she homeschools. And I might add that one of them is completely dependent and in need of care 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Now, despite being a full-time mom, caretaker, and homeschooler, she has managed to grow her business from zero to a team of more than 639 consultants, not to mention hundreds of clients, and even managed to become debt-free in the process. Her name is Christiana Gondreau. She's the Executive Director of Beauty Counter, whose mission is to get safer products into the hands of everyone by holding themselves accountable to unparalleled standards of safety, because beauty should be good for you. Thank you for being with us here today, Christiana.
2: Well, thank you, Ron. I um, It's a great honor to be here because I respect the work that you do, so thanks for inviting me.
0: No problem. And, um, and we've known each other for a long time, and I, I know how you are, and I know what your passion is, and I really respect your passion.
2: Okay. Now, Thank you.
0: Now, seven and a half years ago, you left another company you had built that was generating the much-needed income you needed to make ends meet. But yet, you took a leap of faith while you were overseas, I might add, to join <laughs> Beauty Counter, which at the time was a startup, of all things. Right. Um, why did you do it, and what has the journey been like for you?
2: Well, um, I always go to a saying that I kind of adopted along the way, and it's uh, learn more, do better. And by that time, we had learned a lot and we were living by doing better. And literally like every single um, aspect of my life, if I learned something and thought, you know, I can do better in this area, I would change it. And my husband got to know that... <laughs> if I you know if I read something about food or whatever and discovered we should not be eating this that I was known to go into the refrigerator and say we're never eating this again and pour it down the drain or whatever you know so um so yeah that was we had a lot of health history behind us we had a lot of health history behind us with with regard to other friends and family and so yeah so by that time Um, you know, I had been with another company for six years. I had, it was out of necessity that I had started my own business. Um, And, you know, you bring up, you bring up um, the ship, the ship idea all the time. And I love this because I recently remembered that one of the reasons that I, that I started and stepped into this type of industry was because, my husband and I felt like our ship was just kind of going wh- whichever way it wanted to go in the storm of life. And I thought, that's it. It's enough. I need to grab hold of of the wheel and have a say um, in the direction that the ship goes. So when Beauty Counter came along, I was not looking for a new thing. And, but it, the Never List, which I will talk about later, is specifically what brought me into beauty counter because, um, because it's so powerful. And so when that we were in Italy at the time and it was kind of a rest and recovery time for us, we had been through a lot. And so when a friend of mine called me and telling me that she was leaving the company that we were at the time working for, I just grilled her, you know, I, I, I'm that person that loves to ask questions. I really wanted to know why she was leaving. I was kind of upset. <laughs> so um, there was a time change and I, and I would grill her. You know, I would wait on my, I would watch the clock and at noon, I think it was either seven o'clock or eight o'clock in the morning. I don't know. And I would call her. I, I did that for like five minutes five days in a row, I don't know, every morning she got a phone call from me. And um, just kept learning more about this company and decided that it was the right thing because I didn't know what I didn't know. And I think that's the key here is that I thought I was doing, I was doing better. We were doing better as a family. And when I got my hands on the never list, I learned that I didn't know what was really in my products. And when I discovered that I was slathering my family and myself up with toxins that were most likely entering our bloodstream, I thought, you know what, I can't do what I was doing anymore, because people trust me. And when when I'm sharing a product, or I'm sharing my recommendation for something, they're trusting me, but deeper, they're they're trusting my relationship with them. And so I couldn't continue doing what I was doing, which is why I jumped into Beauty Counter. So my husband's really nervous about me jumping into Beauty Counter because it was a startup and he's like, Are you sure? And I said, Yes, I'm sure because I one, I need to do something to continue to bring some kind of income into our into our household. And two, I can't keep doing what I was doing anymore. So you know, it's and if this is what it what they say it's going to be, I want to be part of this because it's going to make a difference in people's lives. So,
0: but you were relying on the income from the other company. How do you just drop your relationship <laughs> with the other company and and move ahead with a brand new company? Not even a brand new company, a startup brand new company. <laughs> <I
2: mean. laughs> uh, a little bit of crazy. <laughs> So, um, yeah, it's, you know, one of the things that I've learned about myself is that when I learn something, uh, I, I just, I don't look back. I'm not afraid of making the right decision. And I think that's been key in a lot of the choices that I've made and in, in my life, in what I've done in our family So I know that's not the way that everybody moves in life, but I think that a lot of the way that we move through life also informs how we make decisions. And so someone who doesn't make a decision like I do, which is, you know, I, I tend to make a decision pretty quickly and I just forge ahead. Um, other people will make a decision differently. They need to sit on it or whatever. That's not wrong because that is how they move through life. But I think the key here is making that decision. So, when I was introduced to beauty counter, I, I knew a couple of things. I knew I couldn't keep doing what I needed what I was doing. I knew that I needed to continue bringing some kind of income into our household. And I also knew that this company, the the concept of the company and um, the little bit that I knew about the company, I wanted to be part of that because there was something about it that just woke up a passion. It was just, I don't know, it's like this, this light bulb went on and I thought, wow, I, other people need to know what I just learned about ingredients that are in personal care products. I knew a little bit, but I didn't know what beauty counters taught me, you know? And so at that point I was like, I can do this. Um, and I want to bring up also something that <laughs> this was 2013. So, you know, now at the age of Corona, we're all long distance. I like to say we're all long distance because we are, we're, we're doing a lot of different things virtually and, um, a lot of things that we didn't think we could do. And so when my husband and I went abroad and lived in Italy for for five and a half months, I remember one of the first questions that he asked while we were still stateside is, well, how about your work? And, and I'm this kind of person, like I'm a solution finder. And so the idea of going to Italy was number one. I was like, we're going, I'll figure it out. And so I thought, you know, I have my computer, I have my phone and I just won't tell my clients I'm long distance. I will continue supporting them, giving top notch customer service and I'll figure it out while I'm over there, you know, which is exactly what I did. And then um and then when Beauty Counter, so we moved there in January, and when Beauty Counter was introduced to me, it was the end of February before Beauty Counter ever launched um its doors or opened for business March 4th of 2013. So this was probably the third third, second or third week of February. And um and I thought I have to jump into this now because if I don't jump into this now, the thought of wondering whether I could have at least made a little bit of it work before I get stateside will kill me. I just won't be able to live with that. And so I thought, you know, I'm jumping in right now and then I will figure it out. And if I can't get it off the ground while I'm here, I will get it off the ground once I return in June. But I did, I got it off the ground and, um, That's when I really learned what Beauty Counter was about.
0: And I I noticed that you took immediate action. That is a trait that most entrepreneurs, well, I would say all entrepreneurs um, have in common, that they all take action. And they don't necessarily take action before knowing all the details either. Um, But they recognize an opportunity when they see one and they take massive action. Is that what you did?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I like to think of this, um, just an image that popped into my head. You know, when you go and you shop for shoes, you put your shoe in and you kind of just know if it fits, you know, and that's before you run a marathon. That's before you go walking in a city for that you're exploring. You just know that it fits and then you go. And you, and you go exploring or you go hiking or whatever it is, you know. And so uh, that is what it was like for Beauty Counter. I, I just felt like this is a fit. And I got to work. So I, you know, with a phone, you could pretty much do anything. And so I started calling people that, that just popped into my head that I felt really would connect with wh- with the story of beauty counter and the way that made me super excited. I didn't overthink it. Um, I just, you know, started making different phone calls and I will tell you, and this is, you know, you cannot, you cannot wish for money. You can think that it grows on trees. You have to work. If somebody hires you, you have to work. Right. And so as an entrepreneur, no one's telling you, you have to work. But if you want to make something happen, you have to work and you're your own boss. You can make yourself as busy as you want or not as busy as you want. But when something is exciting, I always feel like it's the best time to take advantage of that passion that is inside you because you you reach the most people in that period of time before you kind of get in the groove or a rhythm or whatever you reach the most people when it's the newest
0: I think. Yeah. And what I've noticed is, um, because I've known you for for as long as I've known you, that when you get in touch with that, which you're passionate about, even if you don't know you're passionate about a certain thing. Now I knew in you, you had a passion for health. In fact, when I've, when I've gone over your house, I was served kombucha, which is, (laughs) (laughs) which is fermented tea. And no, you didn't buy it and then put it in your refrigerator you had a bowl on top of your cabinets with (laughs) (laughs) with a mushroom and, and and if i'm right you also grind your own flour correct
2: yes i grind my own flour yes we um we have a small little garden that we grow food in we love to cook from scratch we barely have any food that's Boxed food that we, you know, yes, we're one of those people, but, um, you know, food is where food is where we started because I think that's the place that you need to fin that you need to change, but it's also the most difficult. Um, and that's the one that really, really is the hardest to change. But yes, we served you kombucha when you came over, fermented tea. <laughs> and,
0: um, and what I believe is that when you get in touch with that that thing that that sparks you uh, as a person, I call that your magnificent obsession now did you feel it was a magnificent obsession that's all you could think about
2: <laughs> Yes, my magnificent <laughs> obsession and i i i'm I'm laughing because sometimes I wonder if, um, the people around me think it's a magnificent obsession when it comes to health, you know, cause <laughs> I am that person. If somebody says, Oh, I, you know, I, I have this, this scratch on my skin or whatever. I'm like, I have the thing for you, you know? <laughs> so, yep. Um, and, and so, yes, it is, it is absolutely a magnificent obsession because I can't stop, talking about it because I feel that what the work that I do through Beauty Counter is so important and so impactful because one little change can have a profound impact on someone's health. And so, you know, um, it's the kind of impact so, for example, if somebody doesn't know that they're gluten sensitive and they're, you know, they feel unwell all the time, and and maybe they have some extra pounds, and people say, "Well, just go exercising." Well, they don't feel well enough to go ex- exercise, and so, but when they find that the gluten is what's making them feel unwell, and they remove it, all of a sudden they feel a whole lot better. And so, the idea of exercising is then. Well, yes. I'm going to go for a walk, and and then I'm gonna I'm gonna get into more of a rhythm of getting a, of exercising. So, these little changes, we don't know what will set off in terms of how we feel, or or the other choices that we will make because we made a better choice. And so, one of the reasons that I became so passionate about Beauty Counter that be that initial introduction to beauty counter through the never list, like I found three to four toxins in absolutely every single product that, that we were all using in our family. And that was, it was an aha moment because I was already using better products. And one of the things that happened without me, I didn't expect this. This is not one of the reasons that I joined beauty counter, but my eldest daughter, she, had struggled. She was 16 at the time, but all of her teenage years up until that point, she had struggled pretty seriously with hormone imbalances, and we had tried a lot of different things, and nothing stabilized her, and it was challenging for her, and also challenging for us in the household because if someone's you know got struggling with hormones, it affects you in a lot of different ways. <laughs> so, um, so one of the things that happened and we only had nine products back then one of the things that happened was that her hormones balanced out and I remember just and it was not even I didn't ask her point blank it was just one of those one day I thought what and so I I we had a little chat I'm like hey um and so we talked and she's like yes and she was feeling better and that was really sort of the point in my business that got the sort of the last piece in the solidification of my partnership with Beauty Counter because I thought, who else is struggling with this? And all they had to change was shampoo, conditioner, body wash, and skincare. That's it, you know, like, right. and I, so that was so eye opening to me because we have mothers that are pregnant, we have babies, we have, you know. Um, men and women and, and every, like just so many types of different health issues. And I wonder what if people just clean things up, then they could really figure out what are the main health issues? Like we get rid of all the subtle things we don't notice. And then you have a clear picture of what you can work on, you know?
0: Right. And one of my philosophies is if you're going to succeed, you need a strong boat. Well, one of the pieces of our boat is our physical body and our health. If we don't have a physical body and health, we're not going to be able to make it because we're not going to have the energy or we're going to be sick. So we're not going to be able to put the work in that is necessary to to be an entrepreneur. And a lot of us in America, of course, struggle with weight and health issues because what's in our grocery store is not very healthy for us and we're surrounded by it. And our social heredity is such that we've learned how to eat bad things. So it is a habit. And habits are very difficult to break, especially when they're that old. So can you tell me a little bit more about Beauty Counter, the company, and your role in the company today?
2: Sure. Um, so, yeah, small changes, big impact. That's really how I love to just face all of this because – um, you're right. People don't feel well. And so Beauty Counter, the space that we fill in, is um, our social mission is to get safer products into the hands of everyone. And the reason that's important is because the European Union bans over 1,400 ingredients. Canada bans over 600. The U.S. currently bans 30 ingredients. And when I started, um, there were 11 and so there's a tiny little bit of progress in, in the time that Beauty Counter has been around. But if you contrast that to, what's, to what Beauty Counter is doing, and we ban over 1,800 ingredients that we have through research deemed um, harmful to human health. And when we started, we had a list of 1,500. And so we include everything that you, because I typically people say, well, do you have that list, you know? Well, if I had that list, I'd hand you a big book. <laughs> so nobody wants a big book. Um, so we ban all the ones that are out in in known you know the european union and um and Canada all of those that are known, and then um, other ingredients and this is an area that is not studied uh, in there over over eighty percent of ingredients in the marketplace have never been tested for safety. And so what beauty counter is doing is doing the homework that is needed to deem that an ingredient is safe for, um, or safer for human usage. So, so we, we do that. We disclose all of our ingredients. And one of the tools that we use in to help educate the consumer is, um, called the never list and the never list is a list of ingredients that are most commonly found in personal care products that are easily identifiable if you have that list and it really is eye-opening because you'll you'll find it they're the common offenders and it's somewhere to start because with education so education is the key i think in making better decisions because it fortifies your decision if somebody says don't do this i think the instinct is well i want to i'm going to nobody can tell me what to do right but if you if you arm yourself with education you have more of a foundation because you keep talking about foundation ron and the foundation is super important So with a little bit of education, you can go a long way because then you start building your body of um, knowledge and fortifying that foundation and continuing to make better choices. So Beauty Counter is built on three pillars. We educate the consumer. We provide safer options through our products. And then the third one is advocacy. And we advocate for more health protective laws. And so those three are are the pillars of the company built into the company. And my role in beauty counter is as a clean beauty advocate, you know, and I, so I basically connect people with the education, the products, and also the advocacy. And the thing that's interesting is, is that some people only want the education. Some people only want the products and some people are really driven by the advocacy and some people are interested in all three. So our company could stand on just the quality of the products because they're gorgeous. They're really, um, high performing, safer, gorgeously packaged so they're on trend with what's out there what consumers are asking for the price point is competitive in the marketplace that it fits <clears throat> and we also know that safer products has to be available to have to be available to everyone and so as we've grown we've continued to add tiers of products that address a new marketplace. And so our last, one of the most recent products that we introduced into our skincare line is called Counterstart. And Counterstart are two products, just a, um, a cleanser and a lotion. And it's literally somewhere to start. And it has the safer ingredients It's a a lovely place to start if you want to clean something out quickly. You don't know where to start. And the price point is uh, less than some of the other products that we have. And it makes it accessible to a younger generation, um, anyone really, that needs cleaner products and wants to start with something.
0: So I have a question. How do you manage... Being a mother, being a homeschooling mother, <laughs> and a caretaker. Oh, and on the side, I guess, running a company. <laughs> so,
2: yeah. Um, this is one of the reasons that I love Beauty Counter so much, because all of the homework has been done. And so once I aligned myself, I dig in deep to the information, really deep. And then when I come up for air and make the decision, there's no turning back. So I, I dove in deep and really, really dug into what Beauty Counter is, the work that we're doing and what we stand for. I've been continually impressed over the years, the decisions that are made, the the continual unfolding of the company and so that part is done and then I have my household right and so the the way that I do it is a little bit every single day and one of the books that has made the biggest impact there's so many books out there but I love this one because it's literally the only book that my kids have ever let me put as a book on tape in the car (laughs) because every other book they're like oh I don't want to listen to that but it is a book um, called *The Slight Edge* by Jeff Olson, and he does the re his he reads it, and he has a great voice. And it's a really simple, it's a very understandable book in terms of just the language that he uses. And even my kids listening to it. And so that that book I listened to a long time ago, way before I jumped into Beauty Counter, and. It's just doing a little bit every single day. And the way that I, a really great vi- visual is laundry, right? There's always laundry. It's probably my least favorite chore. <laughs> and there's always laundry. And just when you feel like it's done, there's more. Well, Beauty Counter, my business, is way more fun. And there's always something to do. And on the flip side, it's always a challenge for me to, to stop because I, I love working uh, with people. I love sharing the message that we have. And it's fun. I call it, it's sort of my fun time. So I, I, can't, I won't say that it hasn't been challenging because I think that anything worth doing is a challenge, but I give myself grace because I've I've so one of the skill sets, some people are better at it than others, is time blocking and being really focused on what you're doing when you're doing it. And I do a lot of multitasking, but the things that are worth doing have to be done exclusively. So I don't multitask. When I'm working my business, I have gotten really good at telling my family and I, I'll block it off. I'll say, okay guys, I'm going to be, I'm going to be out for a, an hour, a solid hour. And I, you cannot interrupt me. You need to let me work um, what with whatever it is that I'm doing. And you know, they, they have learned to respect that because we have worked over time on these boundaries. In the beginning, I remember I used to get pretty upset because they didn't know what the boundaries were, you know, (laughs) like I said, I'm working, you know, Uh, but I think that once I learned, you don't need to get upset, just work together, you know? And so I started, um, just really being clear, like, and, and over time we just learned, You know, we've learned and there's some people. So there are some moms that will have special toys for their little ones if they have really little kids, special toys they can only play with when they're in a meeting or when they're on a phone call or, you know, so there are so many creative ways to, to make it work. Um, I also, you know, I don't work on my business 24 hours a day because I can't. My priority is my family. But it's about working your business, even if you only have two hours in one week. It doesn't have to be a lot. But if you, if you know what you need to do and you block it off and work it, you will grow your business.
0: And you got to make the best of that time as well. If you only have two hours, you've got to make sure you make them the most productive two hours that exactly. you can make. Exactly.
2: Exactly. And I think that the challenge with entrepreneurs is that they'll think a lot about um, their business. They'll think a lot about ideas, but they don't take action or um, the ones that Struggle with success or struggle in trying to make something work, they think a lot about it and it wears them down. And really, I think the secret is that you need to take action and you have to be, you have to step out of your comfort zone, even when you don't know what you, even when you feel like you don't have the skill set, you will surprise yourself. You need to step out of your comfort zone because most times when you step out of your comfort zone, something happens and then you have something to work with and you don't wear yourself down just thinking about what you should do
0: and you don't need the whole skill set that's what no. um last week we talked about personality profiling and that there are four personality styles and each one complements each other so if you don't have a certain skill set ask for help from somebody who does have that skill set within your your sphere exactly um, And they can pretty much tell you how to do the thing that you don't know how to do.
2: Yeah, well, that's one of the reasons that I love uh, Beauty Counter because there's, uh, you have to partner with other people. You know, like I work with a lot of other people in my organization, and we know we start getting to know, know each other like, Oh, she's really good at that. Oh, she's fantastic. And she knows so-and-so or whatever. And so, and he is great. So we just, you start, we have to do that because most of us have a lot of other things happening. And you know, with what happens with a company like beauty counters, you plug into a company that is already up and running and you start, you connect the dots. So you connect yourself with a a potential client or someone that's looking for safer products, but you don't have to know how to do everything. And that's really, it's actually really freeing to know that I'm part of an organization like that because I would be overwhelmed if I was in charge of everything.
0: (laughs) Right. And I've actually been guilty of trying to be in charge of everything all too often (laughs) Um, And it doesn't really work out that well. So that's what a mastermind primarily is. I I often say there are three things that people need, the three primary things that people need to succeed. One, they need a foundation of habits that uh, allow them to succeed. So if if they have a schedule and they're allowed to follow a schedule, that is a habit. Mm -hmm. People who don't succeed don't follow a stringent schedule. They kind of allow life to push them around rather than direct their own boat. So you have to be in charge of your boat, and you have to direct your day towards where you want to go. And that makes up, you have to have habits that do that. The second thing is they need some type of mentor, somebody they can ask questions to who is going to be, you know, that um, the person who's going to tell them, well, that doesn't make any sense. You know, the devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense. Or what? how about trying it this way? And not somebody who's going to tear you down, but somebody who's going to point you in the right direction. We call them the compasses. You know, they guide you. That doesn't mean you have to take their their guidance. That means that you just have a, a voice you can listen to. And the third big piece of success, I believe, is having a mastermind. Having a group of people that you can collaborate with to get you where you want to go. And with Beauty Counter, it appears you have all three of those built in.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So habit, um, when it comes to habit you, a a lot of times we start instilling the habit that, that different consultants need to succeed by setting little goals, you know, and little goals start, start infusing the habit, the, of action that you need to take. And so I, I personally have my, my monthly goals that I, I call them my infrastructure goals because I can always go above and beyond, but these are non-negotiable. So my infrastructure goals are this is what I have to do every single month because I'm in business. And and once you get in business, you kind of get the feel of what that feels like. So I know if I'm on my game or if I need to add something in or, you know, so that's the habit when, you're, when you come in, there are different things that – we have different action steps to try and help somebody develop those habits. And then mentor, I, I'm i so thankful to um, Stacey Calvitis, who is the person who brought me into Beauty Counter, because we've been longtime friends, and she's been an incredible gift in my life as a friend and as a mentor. She's very matter of fact. You know, if I say something, <laughs> if, she, if I say something that doesn't make sense, she she just asks right back. Does that make sense? <laughs> you know, so, um, she's just been an incredible person, and that is a gift. It really is es- essential in in being successful. And one of the things that happens in a company like Beauty Counter. And I, in my experience with Beauty Counter has been incredible because sometimes we even partner with other people that tend to be like running partners or, um, or uh, accountability partners that sometimes can fill in that place. If somebody is, is feeling like maybe they have a mentor that isn't as they can rely on or whatever, which isn't the case typically, but, you know, sometimes you have someone who's a little less active, but I'm fortunate and our organization, I mean, I think that our organization specifically is incredibly successful and, you know, mastermind being the last piece, the leaders uh, on our team, we collaborate, so well together and we're always pulling things together trying to just new ideas and it really comes from from the top because beauty counter is exceptional in that and then i will say and i want to give credit where credit is due because a lot of times people at the top don't get the recognition that they need but stacy calvitas has created a culture within our organization of collaboration, of uh, new ideas, and really, really taking advantage of any opportunity that comes our way. So, 2020, like let's look at 2020, right? Because <laughs> it's a trip that we're on that no one ever. I was like, I don't think anybody bought this plane ticket, you
0: know? (laughs) No. Well, actually, I have a quote from you that you had posted on Facebook that said, 2020 has all all been all but unpredictable, but your mantra has been, throw grace around like it's confetti, because we all need it. And that though your impulse can sometimes be to turn and run the other way, well, in coronavirus, I think we all have, I don't know where we're going to run to, but I think we all have adopted that, uh, that that tendency to want to run the other way you never shy away from a lesson learned in a hot fill with gratitude for everything because it makes you who you are and what it teaches you always to turn lemons into super sweet lemonade so you were saying that you were facing some hurdles in 2020 really (laughs) (laughs) so so you didn't have enough hurdles in your life already with the the massive amount of stuff that you're doing 2020 decided to sprinkle some lemons in your life yeah so what what hurdles did you um personally face and how did you overcome them
2: well so we you know when quarantine happened everybody was sent spinning that and that includes uh the the founder and ceo greg renfrew all of headquarters, all of the consultants in the field, because we're used to meeting people in person, having coffee dates, having little socials or whatever, you know, and all of a sudden everybody's home, right? And so uh, it, it, it was unbelievable. The very first thing that happened to Beauty Counter that really was a foreshadowing of everything that was going to happen was the beginning of March, we had a conference that was scheduled out in San Francisco. And I'm super sad that that didn't happen. And I'm very thankful that beauty counter made the hard decision and it, and we are a company that is, we're never afraid of making the hard decision as long as it's the right decision. And so they called off the conference within, with enough time for people to be able to regroup, and they shifted and, tur- and turned it into an absolutely incredible virtual event. When I look back at that, I'm so impressed and so proud to be part of a company like that because that was the beginning and that really set the tone i think for everyone in the field like whoa that was fantastic i can't believe that beauty counter pulled that off in on such a short notice and and then from then on it was game on <laughs> because it was like it was because entrepreneurs we depend on the income that we're generating we, and it doesn't happen if we're not working. And so we were already using Zoom. We were already using social media, but it wasn't as developed as as it is now. And we literally just flipped it and went completely virtual. And the the incredible – so we – have experienced such incredible growth because people were home. people were all of a sudden interested in uh, making healthier choices because it's all about health, right? And now you have these uh, these consultants that are home that could connect with people that are i mean everybody's home, so it was easier to connect. and so it absolutely so it could have been a terrible time where I don't know who to meet. I don't know who to talk to. I can't, you know, I can't work. It could have been all these, I can't, I can't, I can't. But instead it it was, whoa, okay, let's see what we can do. What can we use that we know what's new that we can put in place. And we just completely have blown it out of the water. Our I can only speak for my team. I mean, I I know we get numbers from Beauty Counter. We've been growing um, in amazing numbers, and our team has exploded because of what you said, a mastermind. Our mastermind group of leaders has been top-notch and so creative in, in creating things for consultants to plug into, especially the newer ones. So we have a lot of things that we created to be able to plug people into and help people stay in activity and, and kind of get rid of that haze that initially everybody was feeling like, what do we do now? And one of the surprises is that for me personally, because logistically it's always been very challenging for me because I have a son that's 24 seven and I have other kids. And so any mother knows, uh, in general that logistically it can be difficult to leave the home. Right. (laughs) So, um, what I found was that I could do the same amount of work in a lot less time. And it was, it has been an incredible gift for us that 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 is the case, but it was also essential because when coronavirus hit, I have 56 hours of help in the home with my son because he, he's a 24 seven kid, you know? And so all of that help was gone. All of a sudden it was quarantine, quarantine and I'm the one doing it because at the time my husband couldn't, he has, he's since gotten um, a surgery and everything, but he, his hip was terrible. So literally the only person that could take care of my son was me. And then my other, my other children were super helpful and they've learned to be even more helpful because you either all hand, it's all either all hands on deck or we all sink together, right? (laughs) It's not going to be pretty.
0: love the boat analogy. Love it.
2: Yeah, exactly. So it was all hands on deck because otherwise there was going to be a mutiny. (laughs) So so it's great because we learned, we all learned new skills and we just had to rearrange our day in a a drastic way. But it has been uh, absolutely incredible in a lot of different ways. Because like I said, I love, I prefer to make lemonade and that's what we've been doing.
0: Well, you must have an appetite for it now because you've made lots of super sweet lemonade. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah. What type of sugar are you using in that super sweet lemonade? Is it sugar or is it honey? No,
2: it's probably going to be monk fruit.
0: (laughs) Monk fruit. I've never heard of a monk fruit, but it doesn't surprise me that you would know what monk fruit is
2: yeah yeah well, there I'm might, have
0: to google it yes,
2: well, there might be honey. It depends on who's making the lemonade. If it's my son, it'd probably be sugar if it's you know, so we it depends on who's making the lemonade. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so there are a lot of little tidbits of information that you've given that are right on point with um what entrepreneurs need to hear. But what advice would you give women entrepreneurs or women who may be in a position that you were in years ago uh, who might be wanting to start a business of their own?
2: Well, um, the very first thing that I would say is you can do it. Uh, And the reason that I jumped into this industry is because our ship was sinking. Like I needed to find some way to create an income stream and it was and I had to do it right away because it was that first bill that we couldn't pay and that was enough for me because I could see and I and I'm I'm a proponent of acting when you need to act because it's a lot easier to act then than later. So if someone's thinking about it or they're nervous in the situation that they're in, it's way better to bring in a plan B now. Than it is later when it's really, when you're in a desperate situation. So, anyone that's wondering, it's an incredibly fulfilling opportunity, but it, it's one that you have to be willing to work and know that you are enough. That your skill sets will be developed if you are willing to learn. It's just like somebody who's going for a master's. They don't need to know everything, but they need to be willing to learn. And it's the same thing. It's kind of like an internship. You come in, you align yourself, you partner with people, and you learn, um, you learn what you need to learn. So I think the biggest thing is just to jump in. You know, jump in. You don't know if the water's cold, warm, whatever, you know, but just jump in and, um, and start.
0: And failure is not a bad word because when you start failing, you learn what's going to work, what's not going to work, and you can write your course.
2: Absolutely.
0: And, and you are talking about an internship. Entrepreneurship is a lifelong internship. You never stop learning. You never stop growing. You never stop writing your course. And you enjoy the journey. It's all about the journey and the journey is your own.
2: Absolutely. And I think in, in the type of business that I'm in, um, a word, there's a particular word that people really associate with failure and it's no, <laughs> and what I like to tell people and it's, and this is not me. I've heard it from other people that someone that is, has a bigger organization or is in a leadership position or, you know, has been with the company at, and has a lot of clients, whatever. The only reason that they're there is because they've heard more no's and it really failure is an opportunity to learn, to learn how to connect with people, what went well, what didn't go well. Uh, it, it highlights skill sets that you need to work on, you know, and sometimes you don't even recognize what you need to work on until you've grown to a certain place. Like it, where I am there are certain skill sets that I need to learn right now that I didn't need when I first jumped in. So an entrepreneur is someone that is willing to learn and is willing to to just keep getting up, but getting up is worth it because it's what I don't know, it just when I wake up in the morning, I just like, okay, I have a lot to do. But I but it's always I don't know, I just Yes, I have my down days for sure, but it's, I'm always, I always want to get up and start my day because why, because I love what I do. (laughs) I do. I love what I do. I love, you know what I, what I most love about it is because I know that a small change can make an incredibly big impact in somebody's life. And I know that someone who's not on a health journey who gets the never list into their hands, for example, because most of the time, most people don't know where to start, right? And just start somewhere. And that never list ends up in their hands. And they start going through their products. And it's that aha. And they're like, Oh, my goodness. And that is the beginning of their health journey. They could have a beginning that is different. But I could be instrumental in helping them have an aha moment that begins their health journey. And to me, that's completely worth every single day that I work on uh, my beauty counter business.
0: And we're going to make that nevertheless available to the people listening, aren't we?
2: Yes, we are. Yes. That is what brought me into beauty counter. So (laughs) I'm pretty passionate about that tool because whether someone shops beauty counter or not, that adds value to to their lifestyle because they can go themselves into their, you know, into their cabinets and start reading because some, some people have the attitude that if I don't know, it won't hurt me, but that's not true, right? Right. (laughs) We all know that's not true. (laughs) So, um, it's better to know because then you can make the changes that you need to make.
0: And sometimes people don't want to look at the hard things to look at because they're painful. Yeah. But guess what? You can change them before they become painful when you when you look.
2: <laughs> yeah, and you know, one of the one of the other reasons I love doing what I do is because I mean, I guess if you have a favorite lipstick color or something, it could be painful to change, you know, but I but what we have is so beautiful and so gorgeous and so high performing that Usually the reaction that I get from people are, oh, I love this. And then they keep trying new things. And so it's these are fun changes. I think the harder changes these fun changes give the impetus for the harder changes, which are food and lifestyle and things like that. But changing a shampoo, it just literally is like, okay, what would work for me? And then we just work together. But yeah. So small changes, big impact because personal care if you know what you should be changing to or what you should be looking for that is easy because once you change it typically we're all creatures of habit right we find something we love we keep using it so that's a change you make and it's kind of a checkbox that you can move on and move on to the next thing
0: right but especially our children we're we're we have an opportunity to help our children learn new habits, so when they become adults, they don't have to undo all the bad habits that we learned as children
2: yes, and I have a oh my gosh, I have sort of my glory moment right now because my daughter just had a baby, <laughs> and I, he i as parents, I think we wonder are they are they absorbing? are they absorbing anything that we're teaching them? And it's, you know, (laughs) like, I hope they're learning something. And I saw my daughter reading ingredients. I saw my daughter caring about the baby products that she was putting on her registry or she was buying what they're made of. Like it, it really, once you start learning about ingredients, it opens up a whole other lifestyle that, you want to be part of and you start doing the research and it's just so fulfilling. So I think to myself way back when, when I was in Rome, right in 2013, that yes that I said to making better choices and just jumping, literally jumping from one ship to another, right? Since you like these, uh, this imagery, I jumped onto another ship (laughs) and just that courage, that, that long jump that I had to make (laughs) and, And then, um, and seeing now the impact, because this would have impacted this, this, that decision I made has impacted how she went through her pregnancy, all the choices that she's made, the, this brand new, gorgeous little baby that she has and the incredible healthy birth that she had. It's just all of this, that little, little seemingly little decision that I made. And this is where I think that small changes, big impact make, when you make a good decision, you, you aren't able to see the big impact, but it makes an impact. And a lot of times that impact continues to grow and have even a more positive impact on other choices that come along that are built on that initial choice that you made. So yeah, I'm very passionate about small changes because I know that they make a big impact.
0: So before we wrap this up, what are three most important lessons you have learned uh, be, by being an entrepreneur? What are what are the lessons that you could pass on to people listening um, so they can help on whatever journey they happen to, to decide on?
2: So, um, I guess the very first one I just covered is small changes being impact. When you make a change from, when you make a change of from being an employee to being an entrepreneur, that will dramatically impact your life, and it will it will completely change the course of your life. And having having the courage to make that small change. I guess is number one. Number two would be, be willing to work because when you're an entrepreneur, you don't have a boss and people do things. They start businesses for different reasons and it has to be your reason and be willing to work for what your reason is And that's really going to define how much you pour into what you're doing. And there's never a right or wrong because you do need to respect what your life is like. But just be willing to do the work and fit it into your life. And then finally, ignore the naysayers. Because... I think anyone who has ever done anything worth doing (laughs) had plenty of naysayers in their life. And one of the ones that I love is Walt Disney. When he walked into some swampy, what what he walks somewhere and he shared with his friend and, you know, invest in this and he, his friend thought he was crazy. And so But it didn't stop Walt Disney, right? And I think that ignoring the naysayers, remember, they are not the ones living in your life. You are the one living in your life. And so you should have your two hands on your steering wheel and deciding where your ship goes. And, you know, some of them will join you. Some of them will not. But it's important that you be the voice in your own head and what you want to do.
0: And I think most people who give advice or their opinion are unqualified to do so. I agree. Uh, you can't guide somebody out of what we call the current of social expectation into the open ocean where all the opportunity is if you've never taken a boat, built it, and driven it outside the current of social expectation. Exactly. So trying to to trying to school an entrepreneur on how they should be living their life is is interesting to me because they've never seen that side of the world. How can they teach you how to get there?
2: Right. Exactly. I think it's important. uh, It's important to surround yourself with other people that are, that have a mindset of being able to do something, you know? And so what I mean, so For example, in Beauty Counter, one of the things that I love is the culture is already there, right? And so when someone jumps in, we sort of embrace them, hug them, and help them. And you are surrounded with people who want you to succeed. And there are people, an entrepreneur entrepreneur needs to create that community, whether it's within the company or within the same industry or within... uh, relationships that you create with other professionals in the same field that you're in, it really depends. So, but you need that. You need to surround yourself. And sometimes some people surround themselves with really good books that will feed their, their soul and feed their, their fire to continue doing what they're doing.
0: So I want to thank Christiana for being here today. Now, if you're interested in making some small changes that can have a significant impact on your health, or you need to switch to a safer product. Maybe you're interested in an income stream, or you want to surround yourself with amazing people, you should join Christiana's Clean Beauty Tribe because they rock. <laughs> <Sure>. Christiana.
2: <laughs>
0: How can folks get a hold of you?
2: Well, they can go to my website, and my website is www.beautycounter.com. And that's It's exactly how it sounds spelled all together, lowercase, and then forward slash Christiana Gondro, and that is C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-A-G-O-N-D-R-E-A-U. I -I I know that's long. If they want the short version, it's bit.ly slash Christiana underscore B-C.
0: And just so you know, I'm going to be putting the links in the episode show notes as well as a link to the Neverlist so they can get directly in touch with you should they have any questions or should they want to talk further. And you're open to speaking with them and answering any of your questions. Oh, correct?
2: absolutely. That's what I love to do.
0: Yeah, I I heard. <laughs> <laughs> it's your magnificent obsession. And boy, do I know what that's like. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So thank you for listening and join us next week as we discuss our primary fears in slaying your sea monsters an examination to our primary fears and how to stop them from holding us hostage. Now, if you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to Apple Podcasts or by visiting our website at www.gonfishingpodcast.com. And remember, life is an ocean, a strong boat, your foundation. If you want to succeed, identify a harbor, unfurl your sails, Sell so outside the drift currents so of social expectation and let's go fishing.
1: You've reached the end of another episode of the Gone Fishing Podcast. Connect with us at www.waypointmastermind.com, where you can sign up for our newsletter to receive our free tools and resources. This podcast has been brought to you by Waypoint Mastermind personal growth, and support through collaboration with a community of like-minded achievers. See you in the next episode.